So I wouldn't argue that men get heartbroken more, you know? I call it instant. If you ever see a guy go up to a girl, ask the girl out, <laughs> and then she says no, most likely that girl, the guy is going to snap and say something about the girl. Be like, oh, you ugly anyway. But that's pride, though. Yeah, that's, that's what I was pride. about to say. That's not pride. That's, that's pride. That's not pride. That's not pride. That's hurt. <laughs> I think that's pride in that. That's scene. hurt. I but I think it's real quick. It's, that's, that's it's, what, I think it's hurt reaction. because of pride. Like I don't think it's heartbroken. I don't think you're gonna go home and start listening to R and B about losing a loved yeah. one or anything like that. I think you're just gonna go home and be upset that she told you no because. You were you were under the expectation that you were gonna ask. She said yes. She said no. You said something stupid, and now you're mad because she said no. I think that's and more I'm hurt. Yes, <laughs> but I don't think it's heartbroken. Yes, it is. Okay, you're a guy. I don't know if if that's the case. You guys get heartbroken really easy. Yeah, that's, that's which is why guys are so tough, and which is why guys act so tough all the time because we do get heartbroken easy, and that's why we aren't able to put our, put our hearts out there so quickly because it once it's broken it's done like we're done welcome back to another episode of i wish someone would have told me where we dive into all those topics that we really wish somebody would have told us about before we started this whole adulting thing <laughs> so let's jump right into this week's episode Hey guys, so today I have another treat for you guys. Liz is here with me. Again. Again. Hey Liz. <laughs> hey girl, how you doing? <laughs> I'm good, I'm good. And my dear sweet husband Steven is Aww. here with me. Hey everybody. How are you feeling today, Steven? I'm alright. You alright? Yeah, I'm alright. Good. <laughs> Because we got a juicy topic to talk about today. Juicy. Juicy. Okay. <laughs> All right. Guys, today's topic, as you got from the title, I'm pretty sure a lot of you clicked on this just to hear our take on this. I don't know if you guys knew we were going to have a male's perspective on it, but yeah, I just wanted to get a men's perspective, a man's perspective on this one. But today's topic, men are dogs. Hmm. I wish someone would have told me that men are dogs. Liz, do you agree? Uh, I don't know. Explain yourself, sis. Please elaborate. I just want to know first. Do you agree? <sighs> the context that it's set in and the way I hear it in society all the time, I disagree. Okay. <laughs> Steven, do you agree? I agree with most of it. Just not, oh. the way it be, not the way it's being used. Not the way it's being used. Okay. Okay. I, I have to, I kind of side with Liz on this one. Like, I don't know. A part of me understands what people mean by it. I just don't think that it applies to like every man you come in contact with. Some people just ain't for you. Like some people just aren't meant to be together. That doesn't mean the poor dude is a dog. But yeah. I mean, we'll get into that. Mm -hmm. We'll get into that. So Liz, when you hear the term men or dogs, like what do you, what comes to your mind when you hear that term? When I hear that term, I think that people are just making like a whole general statement and just pretty much saying that men are all trash, Yeah, um, which isn't fair at all. And it's also um, taking away the fact that men are human, you know, and that they make mistakes too, just like, you know, um, women do. 
um, and how we love to make excuses for women, but not so much for men or giving men the benefit of the doubt. Um, it's kind of hurtful, you know? Um, but I'm not gonna lie, I grew up not thinking that men were dogs, but sort of kind of siding with the idea of it, you know, especially with the movies that you watch, especially like in Hollywood, or if you have friends that are dating, you know, the general statement is just like, you know, men are trash and they're dogs. Um, because you always get the girl's perspective on how she was treated by this man and she's always seen as the victim, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, it's not until much later in life where I, you know, I started actually talking to men and, you know, getting their perspective on things and figuring out that, hey, men aren't really dogs. Sometimes women are just, you know, <laughs> women are just jerks, yeah. you know? And it's just like a lot of times, sometimes they're misunderstood too, you know? I don't want to give all men an excuse, but I mean, men are human just like women. So when people would say that general statement today, nowadays, I'm just like, I kind of stay away from people that make that statement. Yeah. Like, yeah, um, you've been hurt. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to, you know, stay away from you. I don't need that kind of toxicity in my life. Yeah. Like for me, I kind of wonder what people actually mean by that in a way, because um, I love dogs. <laughs> <laughs> dogs are amazing dogs are sweet they're loyal dogs like greet you i have two cats and like these my cats greet me when i come home but sometimes they're just like on the couch and like oh you home oh okay i'm going back to sleep like dogs are always happy to see you they always they're always loving on you and stuff they can't live without you when you leave the house they tear it up because they're having separation anxiety like dogs are amazing so when i hear people say men are dogs i'm like Where's that man? (laughs) Steven, you're awesome. But Steven's never tore up my house because of separation anxiety, you know? He just blows my phone up because of separation anxiety. He doesn't have anxiety. I think that's me. Yeah. That's me. And um... I'm the dog in this relationship. (laughs) And, like, I remember, like, we were kind of talking about this, like, two weeks ago or something like that. And I will say that Steven's perspective on it was really quite interesting like in how he like interpreted it and I was just like oh, okay I never really thought of it that way I still wouldn't say it out loud you know men mm-hmm. are dogs you know <laughs> um in you know society and people look at me kind of strange but after what he explained that I was just like oh okay okay Steven so since she brought that up <laughs> what what is your like perspective on men being dogs because you said you agree to some extent to some extent a lot of times when people say it, of course, they're saying it from a bitter place. Yeah. But, of course, me being the overly optimistic person that I am, <laughs> nothing can be negative. So, someone calling me a dog, I'm just like, thank you. Okay. I'm glad, I'm glad <laughs> you understand that. Because when you look at it from a dog perspective, anyone who gets a new dog, a puppy or anything like that, there's so many, so many things that need to happen when you first get that puppy. Like, first you have to actually name the puppy. So, we all get those puppy names. Pet names. Pet like, names. literally pet names. Yeah. Relationship. So, a lot of times, if the guy, he has that terrible pet name, he's just a, a jerk or a horrible person or deadbeat, any, any of those bad names, like your Cujos and your Rockwilder type dogs that get just those bad names for no reason. Those dogs aren't getting the treatment that they actually need. And they're always getting that negative perspective on them. So when a guy is already 
being put down before they even get the opportunity to learn what the girl wants, then they're already in a bad situation. From my perspective, playing football, being called a football player in this generation of time is probably the worst thing that you could possibly be called. And that's already a bad name. So when you Why walk do you into, say that? Because a lot of times people don't even give football players. Oh, they have like a perception of football players. That, yeah, <laughs> that horrible perce- perception of football players are just players. They don't care about women. They just do whatever they want. But yeah. a lot of times, that's maybe, I would say, 5% of a football team out of 150 players on a team. So everyone has that bad name because there's that one bad egg. So everybody's bunched into one big group. Mm, so yeah. you're, you think that women just bunch all men into that one into big that group. Into that one big group. And you call us all dogs. And that's okay. Because there are bad dogs out there. The dogs that go out there and bite people who don't have the right home training. But if you take a puppy and you train it the right way, you treat it the right way, you love it the right way, that's why they're called man's best friend. Yeah. Because they can be that loyal person. They can be that that person that is always looking for you or like Rachel said that dog that want, is waiting for that person to come home if that dog being treated bad they don't want you to come home <laughs> they're gonna either run away or they're gonna hide when you come home and so a lot of times when the guy is being treated bad they don't want you to come home or they're gonna go somewhere else they're gonna run away or they're gonna avoid you or they're gonna tear things up because they want that attention that they're not getting and if they aren't getting that attention one way, they're going to find it another way. Mm. Either they're going to find a stranger walking down the street because everybody loves dogs. You see a puppy walking down the street, ro- walking across the road. I'm kidnapping someone's, it. I don't care who it belongs to. Yeah, someone's going to stop and take it. So <laughs> if the right dog comes along, they're going to be picked up. And a lot of times, dogs just aren't being treated the right way. Guys aren't being treated the right way. Guys, we, we act all tough, but we still want that cuddle moment where... We could just lay on the couch and just hang out. We get petted like a like a dog and just get caressed in a way. And a lot of times we don't get that because we have to be the tough guys. We have to be the, the guard dog rather than a lap dog. <laughs> oh. So in a way, like you feel like women almost use dogs. I mean, use dogs. Use men, mistreat them, and then get mad when they misbehave. When they get misbehave, yeah. You call a dog a bad dog long enough, he's just going to be a bad dog. Mm. Mm. That's so true. That's interesting. That that I actually, I find that perspective really interesting because I never thought of it like that. You know, I, like I said, when I think of it, I just fully don't understand it. But I know the way that it's meant to be said, Mm. almost like men are just bad. Um, And I don't, I never thought all men were bad. But here's the thing, like, I think kind of speaks to Steven's point. Whenever one man, like, you you can get a good man, but the minute he does something wrong, the first thing we want to scream is men are dogs. Mm -hmm. Like, oh, girl, you should have known that he was going to do that. Why? Because men are dogs. And we do, like you said, Steven, just, like, couple all men into one category. I don't think that's fair. Um, On the flip side, all right, just to play devil's advocate really quick i kind of feel like you're giving men a pass like in a way saying that they they you know if you treat a man right he'll be there for you but if you don't treat him right then he won't and i don't think any man just like a dog doesn't have the right to be a bad dog i don't think any man has the right to be 
a bad man. I don't I don't think so. Yeah, that's true. And you also have to take it from let's go back to uh puppy. That puppy is it's a cute puppy, it's a great puppy. But that puppy makes mistakes too. So that puppy he doesn't know that I'm not going outside for another two hours, but I gotta go to the bathroom, so I poop in the corner. That's a bad dog. Mm-hmm. He's in trouble. He needs to be taught something. He needs to be taught a lesson. He needs to be punished. Just like a man. Man makes a mistake. He still needs to be punished. But it's not a thing of get rid of the dog right away. Like The dog has to learn. If the dog doesn't learn anything, he's just going to keep doing the same thing. And if he doesn't understand the punishment, mm-hmm. then there's no way for him to learn the action that he did. But I guess for me, I'm not a man's mama. Like, why am I teaching him? Well, then I think that's the interesting part of the conversation where it's just like, if you're, as a woman, if you're saying all men are dogs, in particular because of this certain person that you were in a relationship with, well, what kind of attributes or characteristics did you see in this person that attracted you in the first place? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Um, maybe that list of characteristics or attributes are really toxic and you just don't realize mm-hmm. it, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like as me personally, when I'm picking someone or when I'm interested in someone, I find out what are their morals and their goals and stuff. Mm -hmm. Does it align with mine? Um, and in doing so, I feel like that negates or that cancels out a lot of the negative people or those candidates that even wouldn't, you know, make it past it, Mm -hmm. get it as far as getting to know me or dating me, whatever. Um, so I won't have to punish or teach a man a grown man yeah you know, those yeah. um that right from wrong uh, a, a man that i feel like who knows certain cons like he knows right from wrong um and he also knows the consequences of wrong mm-hmm. you know that for me is a big value is a really core value yeah i guess my question to the both of you though is can a good dog turn to a bad dog yeah i think so steven do you think so yeah you can yeah okay so what makes I want to start with Liz because <laughs> Steven's definitely gonna come on the defense for guys. So, <laughs> Liz, what do you think are some of the qualities that make? Uh, well, let me start here. You say that you, when you start off, you look at somebody's morals, make sure they align with yours. But have you ever been hurt by somebody who you initially thought your morals aligned with? Yes. I okay. Have. So, what makes a good dog, or what we perceive to be a good dog at first, turn into a bad dog? Um, I think them just being mistreated over and over again, mm-hmm. that can definitely be a factor. Um, also, it can be, like, it can be the circumstances, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. That's a very good question, to be <laughs> honest. Um, yeah, I, I just feel like someone, if you're constantly put in a situation, or in this case, in a relationship, that you just don't feel like you're being valued or you're not being listened to, um, you can turn into a bad dog. I can say, like, for instance, I can get into a relationship with a man that I think is a good person, mm-hmm. um, but I treat him a certain way initially. I treat him a certain way, and he will become a bad person. Um, he will probably end up defaulting into what society thinks men, mm-hmm. all men are. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, she wants to treat me this way. She doesn't value me. She doesn't see that I'm trying my hardest. That's fine. I'll just become what society says that all men are, which yeah. is like, for instance, like emotionless or, you know, like cutthroat savages, mm-hmm. just going out and doing whatever they want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's a big factor. And, you know, if a person, if a good person, you know, decides to change their ways and take the wrong turn. Yeah, yeah. 
Steven? Yeah, that is definitely situational. A lot of times when it comes to a guy turning bad, it something happened. Like, Heartbroken. Yeah, or guys something. don't just turn out bad. They either, it's a learned trait from whoever their father figure or adult male mentor is in their life. So if that person, if all they're seeing is a bad guy, then they're going to model themselves after that bad guy. Now, if they have a lot more good men in their lives, married men, uh, godly men, men who just are on the right path, they're more likely to become the man that they see. Mm -hmm. And ultimately, it all changes per situation because a guy could be a great guy, treat a girl great his entire life, and then that girl just gets bored with him and just drops him. And he doesn't understand what just happened. Mm. And now he's trying to become the guy that all the girls want rather than the guy he already is and waiting for the right girl. Mm-hmm. Mm. So coming from a place of hurt. Yeah. So men get hurt. Yeah. Yeah. Men get heartbroken. More than girls do. <laughs> oh! I, uh... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I... I... Girls mm. are ruthless. Like, a girl turning down a guy is is like the hardest thing because a guy has to build up that courage to ask the girl and then they turn him down that's just like cool i i remember when we were dating and steven and i were talking about marriage and i asked him well what would you do if i told you no and you asked me he's like i'd leave town no i just <laughs> just leave and never come back and never show us like you would leave everything yes Mm -hmm. i will leave everything and not come back the sheer embarrassment of being told no yeah and you know i actually kind of believe that too because i was listening to someone else and they were talking about how um like what steven was referring to how rejection just takes a toll on a man sometimes um and i don't know like it's just it, it just it kind of sucks because I would have never thought of that you know growing mm-hmm. up I was just like men are heartless you know mm-hmm. um, women are the more emotional creatures but I feel like you ever hear the reference for instance like when a man and a woman break up the girl is emotional right then and there but yeah. for a couple months and she's fine she's yeah. her, uh-huh. her life uh-huh. and then like later like later the man at first is fine, fine. he's carefree and then later on he's just like oh snap you know like yeah. he's he gets super emotional and realizes what he you know lost mm-hmm. That right there, I mean, it it just goes to show like that men and women, we're both human, but we're both very different and mm-hmm. we both react in different ways too. So I wouldn't argue that men get heartbroken more, you know? I call it instant. If you ever see a guy go up to a girl, ask the girl out, <laughs> and then she says no. Most likely that girl, the guy is going to snap and say something about the girl. Be like, oh, you ugly anyway. But that's pride, though. Yeah, that's, that's what I was pride. about to say. That's not pride. That's, that's pride. That's not pride. That's not pride. That's hurt. <laughs> I think that's pride in that. That's scene. hurt. I but I think it's real quick. It's, that's, that's it's, what, I think it's hurt reaction. because of pride. Like, I don't think it's heartbroken. I don't think you're going to go home and start listening to R&B about losing a loved yeah. one or anything like that. I think you're just going to go home and be upset that she told you no because... You were you were under the expectation that you were gonna ask. She said yes. She said no. You said something stupid, and now you're mad because she said no. I think that's and more I'm hurt. 
Yes, but I don't think it's heartbroken. Yes, it is. Okay, you're a guy. I don't know. If, if that's the case, you guys get heartbroken really easy. Yeah, that's, that's, which is why guys are so tough and which is why guys act so tough all the time because we do get heartbroken easy and that's why we aren't able to put our, put our hearts out there so quickly because it once it's broken, it's done. Like, we're done. It's, it's going to take a while to recover from that. Mm-hmm. And I wish more men were actually more vulnerable with that. Like, and they were just as vulnerable as just like what you said. Because quite honestly, like the the family that I grew up in, like very Haitian household and everything, like the men are so much, they're stoic to where they don't show emotion. And if they get hurt, like you would never know it unless they, you know, she's smiling at me because I used a, 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 a interesting Good vocabulary, right? <laughs> You know, but like, yeah, the men are like stoic and they don't really express emotions that much. Um, I remember like growing up, I didn't really, not ever, not really, I didn't hear my dad ever say, I love you, you know? Mm. And my father is a counselor. Like he's a, he's a site counselor um, and a school counselor too. And he knows the importance of, you know, um, words of affirmation as far as like children and stuff and telling your children that you love them. Yeah. I never heard it from my father. It wasn't until like much later in life where I told him how it was important for him to tell me that he loves Mm -hmm. me Mm or he actually started saying it and he actually started expressing his emotions. And the reason why he grew up, the reason why he's like that is because that's how he grew up himself. Like growing up, they didn't, men didn't. Um, in the country that my father's from Haiti, the country that there, they don't have time to um, be as emotional. Instead, they have to be the providers. They have to be the breadwinners. You know, they have to go out and get things done. You know, they don't have time to, you know, sit down and sulk and tell, hey, and say, hey, sweetie, I had a, I had a bad day, you know, and those, that, that, concept is still affecting us today Mm. you know especially like as women like we're seeing men like just like oh because men are the providers or whatever they don't show as much or express as much emotions that means that they must not have any emotion Mm -hmm. you know so yeah i can get behind that a lot because even growing up like my my uncle was the person that i kind of considered my dad and the side where liz was talking about that emotion like i just don't remember seeing him cry But I remember seeing him hurt. And a lot of times, like, I didn't understand those feelings. Like, it's it's not the point that I didn't see him cry, but it was the point that I knew he wasn't showing emotion. And then sometimes the result of that would come across, like, me feeling like, oh, he doesn't love me. Oh, he doesn't Mm -hmm. like me. Oh, you know. He told me a few times when I was younger, like, oh, you're drop-dead gorgeous. But he didn't really say I love you a whole bunch. And that's something that I think that I always felt like people need to say it. Like, I have to hear it. And maybe that's just a girl thing. Like, it's like, I want to hear that I love you. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why so many women do fall so easily for certain men. Because as soon as they utter those three words, Mm -hmm. it's like, especially if they weren't hearing it a lot, it's like, oh my gosh, he must love me because he said it. And that's not always the case because my uncle is probably, uh, despite anything he's like probably the strongest person i know and he loves really hard he doesn't say i love you all the time but he loves really hard Mm -hmm. and he does love me and he showed it to me through other things like he's my uncle he's not my dad but when he bought his daughter stuff for valentine's day i remember one year he bought me stuff for valentine's day and he may not have handed me a flower and said i love you but that was his way of showing it like Mm -hmm. that that was always his way of showing it just like giving gifts and things of that nature and i think that's a part that women just kind of forget that 
if your man is not telling you, and even I forget this, like if your man is not telling you 24 seven that he loves you, that doesn't mean he doesn't love you. He just Mm -hmm. has a different way of showing it. Um, But also moving along though, like um, in topic here, I just like sitting here listening to you guys. I'm just thinking along the lines of, again, about a good man or what seems to be a good man that does turn bad. And this is how, you know, going along the lines of men are dogs. My One of my favorite, actually, not one of my favorite dog is a husky. Mm, I love huskies. They're gorgeous. Husky so bad. They're like not too big. They're not too small. They're like perfect. Mm-hmm. Unless it was mine. Mine was huge. <laughs> oh, he had he used to have a husky, yeah. But like their eyes are gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh their colors are gorgeous, mm-hmm. everything like that. And I know for me, this in this I'm gonna bring it all around. I would look at a husky, this perfect little fur ball of a puppy with blue eyes and white fur and you know, black and white fur, and just I know he's gonna grow to be a great strong uh husky and he's everything I ever wanted in a husky. And then, I live here in Florida. Huskies are made for colder climates. That's why they have so much fur. When they're here in warmer climates to keep their body regulated, they shed a whole bunch. Hmm. So now I get the husky, I bring him home, he's growing, and he's shedding like crazy. And now I'm mad. Because what my vision of this wonderful relationship with my husky turned out to be something that's somewhat of a headache because... When I leave my house, I'm always having to brush myself down. And when people come over my house, I'm worried about his fur getting all over them and all that other stuff. And now he seemed at the beginning to be everything I ever wanted. But the reality is he turned out to be somewhat of a headache because there were things that happened that I didn't expect. But here's my perspective on it. He always had the fur. Mm -hmm. So are there things that are red flags from the beginning? Things that women just fall into they fall into a relationship with the guy and then they get mad when he starts shedding and showing his true colors and it was like no boo boo the fur was always there mm-hmm. you just didn't notice it because you were so enthralled with his eyes and his color and his maybe even his height and all that other stuff like in that case when women start screaming men are dogs is it really the man's fault not trying to give men a pass i think we all take equal responsibility in this stuff but do women have a tendency to ignore red flags because everything else seems perfect? Mm-hmm. And then at the end of that, is it fair for a woman to turn around and say men are dogs when things go wrong? I Because I picked on you last time. Mm-hmm. I'm going to throw this one to Steven. That's fine. Um, <laughs> so when it comes to that, that says a lot. Um, but when it when it all what it all boils down to is in her case what she's talking about is when you go get a dog are you going to get it from the pound or are you going to get it from a breeder so if you're going to get her husky from a breeder as a puppy that dog it it doesn't know any better it has its bad habits it still needs to learn it still needs to be trained and the fur is it's already everywhere but you just you're just in love with that dog you're in love with his eyes, you're in love with, with his color, all those things. And you fall in love with the dog, but you don't even know how to train it. So now you get the dog, you can't take care of it because it's too wild, it's too active, you can't, contr- can't contain it. That was a red flag before you 
Got them. So you you think that dogs that come from breeders are wilder than dogs that come from the pound? Yes, because they aren't trained. They have no home training, and they're loose cannons mm-hmm. in a way. Whereas, and like the pound, I feel like a dog that's in the pound is behind a cage, so they're somewhat tame. They're sim semi tame. They've already learned some things. It could be an older dog, dog that's mm-hmm. already been taken care of, mm-hmm. already had an owner, mm-hmm. already been through the ups and downs. They know what's going on. And when you get that dog, you can actually read the list of things that's wrong with the dog before you get him. Mm. Instagram, Facebook, uh, <laughs> any social media. Yeah. Find out what's Look going at the on. list of things right. that are wrong with this man. <laughs> Find this dog in the pound. Yeah. Yeah. But you get a brand new, freshly breeded puppy who don't know no better, and then you expect him to just know, and he doesn't know. Mm-hmm. And now you're trying to. Make him the way you want him to be made. But he's like, no, I need to be outside. I'm not a house dog. Mm-hmm. I think that's really interesting, especially when you think about different people that grow up in a more uh, open environment versus a, a more conservative environment. And I think a lot of times these days, especially Christian young men, don't get credit for being good quality young men because they do grow up in somewhat of a conservative environment. And then it's like, oh, you don't know nothing about the world. You don't know anything to be able to lead me and all that other stuff. But sometimes it's that greenness and the fact that they did grow up in somewhat of a controlled environment that helps them make those sound decisions as they walk through life. And to some people, it may come across as soft, but I think it's it's more just a man that's able to rightly how would I say it? Like think through stuff. Like that's the bottom line. Like mm-hmm. really think it doesn't work off of emotion. It doesn't work off of just a whim. You know, like Steven said, they have some sort of training and they have some sort of a balance and they have some sort of a foundation. Whereas you get a breeder and it's like almost as soon as you come into this world, all we're doing is feeding you and sending you out. That's it. That's all I'm here for. I'm just here to feed you and send you out. And those are like young men that come from broken homes or things of that nature that they just get fed and then they're sent out and they got to fend for themselves and they just don't know how to act. So it just like he said, you got to go and look them up. Like you got to you got to know the history behind this dude. Don't just look at a pretty face. If if he thinks if you think he's gorgeous, but he won't let you see his Facebook or his Instagram or his MySpace even like, bruh. Find his MySpace. <laughs> <laughs> you also got to find his breeder, too. You got to mm-hmm. know if the breeder is the right type of breeder, if they're taking care of the dogs. You preaching. So if they're mm-hmm. growing up in a bad household that they didn't have a stable man in their life, mm-hmm. how can you expect him to know what it takes to be a husband when he's never seen a husband? Mm, right. Yeah. Yeah. Know his breeder. Better dogs. Okay. <laughs> and not only that, I also, um, I, I wanted to say too, like, there are some men that unfortunately that grew up, you know, in a household without a father, but mm-hmm. that doesn't give you the excuse to, you know, not at least have a sort of a father figure in your life. Yeah. You yeah. know, whether you're, you know, you find a mentor or a pastor or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like, if I, let's say I was to ever meet a man that, you know, didn't have a father, as long as he has a mentor or a pastor or something like that, mm-hmm. and you can see that he's like following someone, you know, that for me is just like a green light. Like, okay, this man is taking the uh, initial steps. Yeah, he probably wasn't blessed with a father, but he's taking the, the correct steps yeah, in order yeah. to, you know, be the kind of husband-like material that he should be. Yeah, so that that just gives the question of, if you if your dog had a bad breeder, can he still be a good dog? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's why that's why they have dog trainers. Yeah. 
It's called a pastor. It's called a mentor. Yeah. It's called a counselor. Mm-hmm. There's so many options that, of course, most men, they won't willfully take mm-hmm. that option mm-hmm. because was about they to say feel that. like, oh, I can do this on my own. But a lot of times... You can't do half the stuff on your own. You got to learn it. If, it's, mm-hmm. it's, if you haven't learned it, you'll never know how to do it. No matter how many times you try and do it, if you don't do it correctly, it's still wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I think that especially in the black community, there's such pride against going and seeing a counselor. And I truly believe that there's some people out there that just have training and then there's some people out there that have true gifts mm-hmm. to be counselors and, and true gifts to get down, listen to everything you're saying, and then give you counseling based off the things that you never even said, but they were able to pick up on based off of the things that you were saying. Like, I think that that takes a real gift in order to do that. And I think that God can lead you to those people, but you can't be ashamed to go out and say, I need help like like Stephen or maybe it was you was saying that you know some of these people grow up in homes that are single parent homes you know that doesn't mean that they can't go out and get that training but a lot of guys like Stephen said just they they have that pride where they just don't want to reach out and say I don't know how to do this life thing Mm -hmm. and you know the the title of the show I wish someone would have told me and and be able to to guide them through all those those life situations um but you can't be ashamed like everybody needs help now whether you go get it for free from your pastor or you pay for it for a counselor it doesn't matter everybody needs help Mm -hmm. and sometimes there are life issues that you just cannot push through until you get that that neutral party involved to sit down and tell you, let's work through this and you need to drop that. Like, you need to just let that go. And okay, th- this is a pain that we can actually work through and things of that nature. Mm-hmm. But I also think it's it's um, it's learned behavior too. Mm-hmm. Like when you see like, uh, let's say a boy and a girl, they're both being raised up in a household with, you know, mom and dad. You know, we're so always concerned about how the little girl feels, Mm. but we don't ever really ask how that little boy feels, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And even myself, I'm guilty of it. Um, When I was telling my dad or my parents that I was thinking about doing a, you know, travel nursing and everything, I pretty much told my dad that I was going to do travel nursing, but I asked my mom how she felt Mm. about it. I never asked my dad how he really felt about Mm -hmm. it. And it's not until like one night he was just on his computer and I was just like, you know, Poppy, I'm going to do travel nursing. Right. He's just like, yeah, okay. I'm like, and then it hit me. I was like, I never asked him how he felt. Mm -hmm. about it. And I sat down. I was just like, you're saying, okay, but tell me, how do you feel Mm -hmm. about it? You know? Mm -hmm. And that was when like, he actually like expressed his emotions to me and told me like, you know, this is how he feels about the situation. I was just like, wow, we're so guilty of it as women. We always want to be emotionally, you know, well-balanced or treated, right? We always want to be able, we always want a man that's in tune with our emotions and stuff and Mm -hmm. knows how we're we're feeling or whether we go through the ups and downs, but we don't ever want to hold ourselves accountable Mm -hmm. and be like, well, how is he feeling? Yeah, that's good. Um, And it's really hard for, I feel like, a lot of men to go out and for them it might be like a, a, a stepping down or it, you know, admitting that they don't have it all together if they were to go out and seek that help, you mm-hmm, know? Mm-hmm. So although, you know, I, I, I feel like although this person might not actually go and find a pastor or a counselor or a mentor, at least who is he surrounding himself with? Mm-hmm. Like, does he have friends that will hold him accountable, you know? Because I feel like it's so much more easier for me to come to you, Rachel, and be like, I need help with this yeah. in comparison to going out and finding and reaching to my pastor and be like, 
um, I'm struggling with this. You know, it's so yeah. much more easier to talk to you because we're also friends, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. So as long as I feel like a man has that father figure as far as like a pastor or a mentor or at least a good group of friends that holds him accountable mm-hmm. and asks him, how are you feeling? Yeah. Then he will be okay. Yeah. I think as women, we also have to remember going along the lines of what you said that we don't ask men how they're doing. Um, a lot of times, and I hate this, I will, I don't, I will try to never, never say never. I'll try to never say this about Stephen. Um, I hate when women say, I have three children, my two kids and my husband. Mm. Like it's, to me, that's so demeaning. That's so demeaning. This is a grown man. He had a mom, you know, or, or he, he's been raised. He doesn't need you to raise him. But when we sit down and we think about how you conduct yourself with a dog, whether you get a dog as a puppy or you get a dog as an adult, the minute that dog steps into your house, you're immediately telling it what to do. You're immediately, uh, no pun intended, barking orders at that dog. Like you're immediately, that dog can tell you all day long that it has to go to the bathroom, but you're immediately putting it on your schedule. You're immediately trying to make it, basically conform to your world and at no point do we really listen to our dogs because as soon as we get one we go into training mode Hmm. and this is how i want you to be so this is how i'm going to train you to be and at no point do we if they do anything the slightest little thing that makes us upset we just immediately start yelling at the dog and, you know, that dog is just literally being himself sometimes, you know, he, he, whether he has training or not, that dog is just being a dog. There are just certain qualities of a man that every man is going to have because that's just how men are. Right. Men will be men that, and I'm not talking about men will be men in a, in a negative sense. You right. know, I'm talking about, there are just certain qualities. If a man does not feel like he's providing, he is going to not be happy. Men will be men. Men feel like they have to be a provider. That's just how they are. Mm-hmm. He's just not going to be happy. And so you can't get mad at your man for being down and in the dumps when he isn't doing everything that he feels he should be doing. He's being a man. A man. Those are his emotions. You can't conform him to that. But I think that's like a huge problem that we as women have is that immediately when a man comes into a relationship, we're autom- we automatically go into training mode. Like we just go into, this is the kind of man I envisioned in my life. And so this is the kind of man I'm going to make you in my life. And when he rebels against that, now all of a sudden he's a dog. No, maybe you're the dog. Maybe you're the dog. (laughs) (laughs) You know, but we don't see that, you know, Mm -hmm. and it's so easy for us to talk to our girlfriends and be like, cause look, if I talk to my girlfriends and I'm like, can you believe he don't take me out on dates? what that's what we're gonna say Mm -hmm. that is exactly what we're gonna say Mm -hmm. instead of sitting back and being like does he want to go on a date Hmm. you know maybe he likes hanging out at home and doing something at home did you ever think about making a date night based off of what he wants to do instead of going on this expensive dinner that you want to do we don't think about that stuff we we've society has told us what a man should be and then as a man come in, comes into our life, we conform him to that. Hmm. And then if they don't conform, we say that they're a bad dog. And really, he was just trying to be himself the whole time. Now, there are some things in a relationship, relationships are compromised, give and take. There are some things that you're going to have to give and say, okay, you know what? I can let that go. 
And then there's some things that he's going to have to give and say, okay, you know what? I can let this go to make her happy. Hmm. That's just how relationships are. But I think that we all hold somewhat of an equal responsibility in this whole mindset of men are dogs. And in fact, like you just said, maybe you're the dog. Maybe women are dogs. Like, hmm. like when you really think about it, we're not so different. We are not so different. And mm-hmm. we've just taken to beating up men so much that we've created this huge chasm between us that men have to be held to a high standard in the minute that they fall their dogs. And yet and still, as you know very well, we have feminism that exists <laughs> <laughs> where women want to be treated like men, but you don't want to be called a dog. But sweetie, mm-hmm. maybe you are the dog in the relationship. Maybe you are. Steven? Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah, that's all I got for that one. That's, yeah. <laughs> Did you it, feel- definitely, it definitely goes back and forth. It's it's a two-way street because, like, women can have their ways, and it all comes down to how it's treated and if the right environment the dog is put into. You also have to when you're looking for your dog, get the right dog for you. You're looking for, you want a you want a pretty little Chihuahua, but you got but you need someone to be a rock roller to protect you, and you expect that Chihuahua to protect you, and it can't. <laughs> or you're you're going out trying to live life, and you want a a man to take care of you, but you getting a puppy. Like maybe your choices are wrong. <laughs> it's not really. It's not the dog's fault that he can't do anything for you. He's a puppy. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's really good because, I mean, there are different dogs that do fit your lifestyle. You know, right. for 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 uh, for me and Steven right now, our backyard isn't the biggest backyard. So what do I look like getting this huge dog that needs space to run? Like a dame. Yeah. <laughs> Poor baby has nowhere to run. Like, I got to go drive somewhere. And now, all of a sudden, this Great Dane is an inconvenience to me. Because I got to go out of my way to make him happy. And it's like, you didn't have room for a Great Dane in the first place. Like, Mm -hmm. you did not have room. And, oh, I have a yard. But, baby, that's a yard for a Chihuahua. That's that's a yard for a Yorkie. That's not a yard for a Great Dane. Like, you, you have to get the dog that fits your life. And then... You can't get mad when their lifestyle doesn't fit yours. You chose them. Like, that was your choice. You knew that was a bad fit. Yeah. But Great Danes are beautiful dogs. <laughs> I love big dogs. Great Danes are gorgeous. And you just get, you get no offense, love, but you get caught up in the fact that he's over six foot and he's gorgeous <laughs> and he weighs this much and, you know, all this other stuff. Mm-hmm. And it's like, but baby, he was not a fit. For your lifestyle like that's mm. not what you wanted i you know that you're tall him. huh you couldn't hold him on the leash yeah yeah you, <laughs> leash wasn't strong <laughs> you are not a strong woman <laughs> but you you know i i know you think that that's what you want but you cannot handle all that dog like right. you just can't handle all that <laughs> dog you need to let that dream go mm-hmm. maybe you're the tall girl that deserves a short guy in life i'm just saying liz mm. i'm just the, saying. Um, <laughs> don't do that <laughs> But I, I really wish that um, as women, too, we kind of treated men the same way that we treated our girlfriends, mm. you know, as far as like um, 
even if we know that we're interested in this person as far as like a romantic wise relationship still treat them like your girlfriends because to be quite honest you choose your friends do you not yeah so you should also like if i there's this girl that i see her from afar whatever yes we're in the same environment and everything but if i find out that she probably gossips too much or she has a certain kind of character or personality mm-hmm. that i don't like i'm not gonna go and make her my friend yeah. right mm-hmm. so why don't we have that same you know perspective as far as choosing our men that we're romantically involved with yeah yeah know? and um also that perspective and also just you know when we're talking to our girlfriends we give them the benefit of the doubt mm-hmm you know, we give them that grace mm-hmm. sometimes mm-hmm. where we won't give that to our men. Ooh, that is so true. So I think if we start treating them just like our girlfriends, mm-hmm. you know, and we start, it'll create a balance and it'll, you know, it'll help even us out and it'll just make things better. Yeah. So. Yeah. And there's a difference between looking beyond a fault and being a, a doormat. Like right. you don't let anybody run over you. You don't let anybody just treat you just any kind of way. But there's some things that are just literally petty. That yeah. you can totally, totally, I agree with that completely. Like, you can look over it. And I, I can say that I've given more grace in situations to my friends right. than I have Steven from mm-hmm. time to time. You know, I'll, my friends will make a mistake and I'll be mad. And then, like, two minutes later, we're good. And then Steven, two days later, I'm still giving him the silent treatment. Like, <laughs> like I think that's super important to understand. You know, you may not be able to talk to a man like... Steven is not the kind of man that I would go to and just pour all my problems out to and expect a reaction. Mm-hmm. He's not that person. That doesn't mean that he's not going to be there for me and he's not going to listen to me and all that. He's a great listener. Steven's a great listener. <laughs> That's <laughs> he, important. Yeah, he just may not respond. And, you know, most men are like that. Like, the stuff that's a big deal to us is really not a big deal to them. They mm-hmm. just don't see the point. But um, I think it's important to understand he's not your girlfriend. But that same grace that you give your girlfriends, that same, uh, like you said, scoping out and just kind of saying, okay, I know that you have this quality and that quality isn't going to be efficient in my life. So as great as you seem and as great as I think we be as friends, I know that this is going to hold me back. So why don't we just keep our distance until that quality just God works out those kinks, you know, like that. And if you choose your man like that as well. You, so much headache and heartache will be saved yeah. so much if you just allow those kinks to be worked out and here's the thing a lot of times women have such a hard time getting giving up a man because they're they're afraid of losing him mm-hmm. but hunty if that's not the one god had for you you're gonna lose them anyway somewhere mm-hmm. down the line so either you lose them now or you lose them later with a heartbreak god will let you choose but somewhere down the line you will lose that man you don't want him if he's not the one that you that God has for you in the first place, mm-hmm. which that's probably another topic for another time. Another yeah, <laughs> but yeah. So like, I I think that when mm-hmm. when you sit back and you take time to really just look at a guy and scope him out and understand who he is as a person, and then allow God to lead on whether that's the person you want to be with and things of that nature. And if he's got those flaws, those character flaws, let him go. Like, seriously, let him go. If God brings him back to you, it was meant to be. But trust me, if you let him go and allow God to bring him back to you, he will be 10 times better of a man than he could have ever been in the moment that you just decided to take him on your own. Yeah. Like, he just will be, that. that'll be a puppy that grows into a dog that treats you right and protects you and is happy when you come home and just makes you so, so amazingly happy. Like, that. that's the kind of dog that you will end up having. Hmm. 
Yeah. That's like picking up a stray dog that's just walking down the road. You pick him up and then expect him to be this good old house dog. It's like, uh, he wasn't right for you to in the first place. So instead of doing that, take him to the pal. Take him to church. Take him somewhere. <laughs> Point him in the right direction. Take him to a mentor or something. That way, when you go try and get him again from the pound, he's learned something and he's right for you then. But a lot of times, the dogs that people are referring to are the street dogs that have no home training, mm. that have no no real stability in life. So they're scavenging for food, scavenging for peace, scavenging for love. And now uh. you think that you can give it all to them and you can't. So the way I see it, you make your decision on what kind of dog you want. You want your street dog, do you want your puppy, or you want uh, a pound dog who's been through life and know a little bit. That's completely- Maybe not even been through life, but I got some training. Got some training. Yeah. Got some home training. <laughs> uh, what do they call it? The adopted pets, the, uh, yeah. the foster pets. Mm-hmm. Go get a foster mm-hmm. pet. Yeah, I, I bet that pet. He, I bet he'd be good. He got. He got. Foster pets have amazing training. They like, have amazing training. You have to do nothing when you get that foster. They got pet. a good background. They're, mm-hmm. they're healthy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They might be fixed, so they're good. <laughs> <laughs> somebody, somebody done took care of that dog. Basically, yeah. I think that's a good point that you make about that. Just you know, and understand. Even if you get a puppy, a puppy grows up. It does. But some some girls are out here thinking they got dogs and really they got a puppy. There's a there's a such thing as small dogs. Like there's a such thing as tiny dogs that look like puppies and stay looking like puppies for the rest of their lives. Like and so people will think that they've got this this amazing thing and really they just got Chihuahuas have the loudest barks and they're one of the smallest dogs. Mm. They really are. <laughs> so you better watch what you get. Like, seriously, if you get stuck on that cute factor, you will probably live your life annoyed for the rest of your life because that chihuahuas do not, and Yorkies, they don't stop barking. They just go and go and go. And they bark at every little thing. Hmm. Every little fly flies by. They're, you will live your whole life annoyed because you're going for the cute factor of, oh, he looks like a puppy all the time. Yeah, okay. Okay. If you're getting one a pit bull or a husky, one of the big dogs make sure you're one of three things make sure you're either your leash is big enough to hold it make sure he has some home training where he can walk by himself and not go after everything that he sees walking by Mm. you don't chase that squirrel Mm. (laughs) Mm. hello (laughs) or if you're gonna give him the space make sure he got the boundaries where he can't get out the house (laughs) get out the yard Go get yourself a man dog, girl. Get yourself a man dog. Can I just say that Steven's dog language is amazing? It he is. Knows everything like, about dogs. <laughs> Some there have been moments in this. I'm like, where is he going? Oh snap! That was good. Didn't see that one coming. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna we're gonna have to get a dog one of these days. I'm like, Steven, is this a good dog? Yeah. No. No. Okay, buddy, you're staying right here. <laughs> also, when you. When you get the right dog, make sure you put a collar on him. Because if you don't, he's still a free dog. But, I mean, he's got to... Wait, wait, wait. You got to re- tell people what the collar means. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, but 
still like okay that, that's a whole nother conversation because you I, mean get married yeah like, make sure he you means he means make if sure you go, if you own that dog you better you gotta get a ring on that dog <laughs> <laughs> that dog is not all the way yours until you put a collar with your name with, an address. address. <laughs> <laughs> up until then, that dog is up for grabs. He can leave you at any moment and go somewhere else. <laughs> and if he don't got a collar on you, he can be walking down the street. Somebody can take him. Somebody just snatch the dog up. No. <laughs> but here's the thing, though. Here's the thing, though. Like, as women, I am completely against this new age thing of women proposing to men. Same. I'm against it so unattractive very unattractive that's not cute that's not funny that's not the way god intended it to be don't get me started because i will go off on a rant i am all for women living their best life and being empowered and all that other stuff but some people just need to get back to the basics Mm -hmm. like let that man chase you like it's okay it's okay to be a queen and be chased Mm -hmm. being a queen doesn't mean that you gotta have your head so far up that if if it rained you would drown because your nose is so far up in the sky and you think you're better than everybody else. Let me tell you, any woman that proposes to a man, that is building a relationship, a marriage off of the wrong foundation. That woman will be calling the shots for their entire marriage because she will be the one that establishes how things are going to go. That man that says, yes, sir, sir, Hmm. that's all I'm going to say, sir. No, you go ahead on and embarrass that woman and tell her no. Because we think it's cute right now to post the videos of all these women saying no to men. And it's funny. No, some some of y'all men need to embarrass these women and say, no, that's not how this thing goes. And be okay with saying no. Like, a woman just should, there's certain boundaries that a woman shouldn't cross. And I know everybody's not going to agree with me. I know that's not popular opinion. Guess what? If you don't like what I say, that's okay. Create your own podcast. This one is mine. That's how I feel. There's just some boundaries that should not be crossed. Mm-hmm. And women, you you should always... My mom told me when I was getting married, never lose your voice. She taught me to be submissive to a man, but never lose your voice. So you're able to give your input. That's perfectly fine. But that's the man. You let him make the decisions. And I'm telling you, any queen that lets her king run the palace, that's life. That is life right there. You you live carefree, you live worry-free, and you live in a house full of love. If you let your king run the palace, that is life. But any woman that's just down, talking down on her king and making him feel like uh, less than a man, you're you're causing the heartbreak and, and the hassle in your home. And then wonder why you can't have a happy marriage, baby. It's because you always want to be in control. And now you done messed up the way God ordained things to be in the first place. But this is my soapbox. I'm going to step down from it now um, because it has nothing to do with the topic. But <laughs> No, but I also feel like as a queen, though, um, I'm, not, I'm not saying that it's okay for you to propose to a man. It's not okay at all. But being a queen doesn't mean, doesn't negate the fact that he knows exactly what you want. Mm-hmm. You know, you're you clearly set a standard mm-hmm. where where it was quote unquote in your friendship or courtship or dating where you made those standards and you said, hey, this is what I value. Exactly. This is what I want. Yeah. You know, so you don't have to propose to a man because if you're doing if you're doing the right steps, if you're you know if you're having that proper communication and you're actually being vulnerable with each other then mm-hmm. he should know clearly like what you're looking for and he sh- i feel like he should also know what your timeline is yeah yes yes and it's okay to have a timeline these people that that get engaged what was that that we were talking about 
He spent like three years wasting your life. Yeah. Two mm-hmm. years engaged to you. Mm-hmm. It's something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it's like these, there's men, there are men out there that will take advantage of your extended timelines if mm-hmm. you let them. So. And I feel like that's because you lost your voice. Exactly. Exactly. And that's why mama always told me never lose your voice. Mm-hmm. Like it's okay to tell a man, I don't want to be engaged for 10 years. That's Okay. That's perfectly fine. Marriage is not just a piece of paper. Mm-hmm. There's a lot more to it than just a piece of paper. Right. So there, it, to me, there's a lot of beauty in marriage that you don't have the benefits of when you're dating and things of that nature. It's just like living together with that person, knowing that you're married, having their last name. Like those are special things that you all share that you don't share when you're dating. So it's okay to tell a man that you don't want to be engaged for 10 years. That's fine. If you've been dating for 10 years and you're like, hey, I'd like to get engaged and marry. That's good. You know, I, I don't even see myself in a world dating for 10, for 10 years. years. I, I don't either. Like, did we start dating at 12? Hmm. Like, for real. But at, at, if I'm 26 and now I'm 36 and we still have been dating, at that point, you're just wasting my time. Yeah. Like, you, you just, you're just wasting my time at that point. And you have no intentions of marrying me. We have not. It's 10 years and all we've done is just, you know, daydreamed about marriage. No, you're wasting my time. No. That's off topic. That was so off topic. Way but, off. <laughs> <laughs> but it was necessary. It was. <laughs> We're going to have to pull some of those out and use them for another topic at another time. <laughs> well, guys, I really appreciate you all joining me today. This was so much fun. It was so, it much, was so fun. much fun. Thank you, Steven. You're welcome. <laughs> nobody nobody can see the faces that you made and thank you liz anytime boo i really appreciate you guys all right guys i'll talk to you next week toodles bye all right that wraps up this episode of i wish someone would have told me you all have something more that you want to add please just share it with me at iwish.swhtm at gmail.com that's i wish dot someone would have told me s-w-h-t-m at gmail.com i'd love to hear your feedback your critiques your thoughts maybe we'll talk about them on another episode i'm always down for doing a part two of anything and coming back and talking about something more or expounding on some of your topics and hey if you know a person who's not quite adulting yet go ahead and share this with them so that they can get some tips from us older folk (laughs) on some of the things that we've gone through in life and some of the things that they need to look out for in life and i'm always willing to have conversations so please 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 drop me a line i'm always looking for new topics so if you can think of a topic that you wish someone would have told you about go ahead and drop that line all right i'll talk to you all next week have a great week toodles